And there, I heard one story of like Bill Murray walked into a garage because garage was open. People were hanging out and stuff. Somebody walked into the garage and looked at him, recognized him. Bill Murray looks at him and goes, nobody's going to believe you. And he turns around and walks away. <laughs> 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the WTH Breakout, episode number 20. Um, my friends call me Tommy, and I call him Wilson. Wilson, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? You look, I don't you, call you, you Tommy. We can't really so we say what you call friends. me. We can't really say what you call me on the air. Yeah. Oh, let me, let me help you out here. There we go. Oh, Make look at that. What a, fail. what a fail in the intro. We're leaving that in. Yeah. Just like you on your last edit, leaving stuff in that I asked you to take out, whatever. <laughs> no, I oh, just gave you a little, little crickets. That's all. Uh, it, it was, it was perfect, but it was, a. am <laughs> sure someone caught the joke. Yeah. So how are you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. Yeah. Just running around all day. I got to see you. Oh yeah. We, uh, we did a little trivia. We, I actually went, believe it or not. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. It was. And we and got second place. Second place. We were first loser. It, it, I'll take the blame on that, though, because um, we, Betsy Ross was with us, and she had the right answer. And I said, no, 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 no. It's this. She goes, no, it's this. Well, listen, Betsy Ross, I have the right answer. And... And you were wrong. I was wrong. And I was like, well, whatever. I had to swallow my pride. I'd tell her, you're right. I'm wrong. You know, it's weird to say that to someone else's wife. <laughs> it was quite, it was quite humbling. It was a humbling spirit. You should try it sometime, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, probably need to at some point. But yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. There was, a, there was a quite a few people there. How many people do you think were there? 30, 35? Uh, I think there's more than that. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there was like, six people at two of the tables you're right you know? and we we were on our own team oh and what was our team name <laughs> victorious secret amazing <laughs> that was awesome but we're gonna uh, have to go back and defend our second place title and take the crown from someone well apparently the team that actually got first place they won last the week before that yeah because so they're bragging they're all two weeks in a row throne. yeah you know, two weeks in a row, I'm like, yeah. That's because um, we weren't there that week. Yeah. Well, we're essential, so we're working. Yeah, exactly. But that yeah, was a lot of fun, man. It was it was so good to get out of the house. And, you know, it, it was a little spicy that day, but we, we had a – by the time that it started, it was pretty cooled off. Yeah, it was all shaded mostly. Um, 
And he installed some misters. So those are nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was just good to see everybody again, Scott, Corey, and uh, eat those chips and salsa that I miss so much. I yeah. love that chips and salsa, but get some chicken strips and, mm. and then my Polish dog that took yeah. like four hours to get there. But you know what? When it did get there, it hit the spot. It did. Yeah. But yeah, highly recommend going out there again. Um, they're doing mind game trivia this week. I don't know when this episode is going to come out because actually the last episode where we talked about the trivia came out yesterday. Yeah. But why is, why is we, that? You were slacking on giving me the file or something. I don't know. Oh, oh, I just, no, just got no, it yesterday. And no, I had that to is a lie. That is a like lie. 10 o'clock at night trying to get gonna, it done. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to post a picture of our Google Drive and it's going to show you exactly how long that file has been in there. Uh-huh. That file went in there a week tomorrow, a week ago tomorrow. So it went on the Thursday of last week. Thursday night. You're lying to, to our fans. Yeah. And I don't think they appreciate that very much. But wow. um, again, we uh, still have that, um, that game going on Instagram and no one's got the answer right yet. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll try something else. People so, need to follow on the old Instagram. I'm going nar- to need to do. I'm going to narrow it down for everybody to make it even easier. On the Raiders of the Lost Ark episode, there is a mistake. And last, I think last week I said, uh, or last time that it was it within, happens the first within the first four three, minutes or three, something. Three or four minutes. It happens within the first minute. Yep. Okay. So if you could just listen to the first minute of the Raiders of the Lost Ark episode and guess what the error is, you win a prize. A good one. A good one. And you got good prizes. We're, we're we're really giving it to you right now. Cause once you figure it out, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram and Facebook uh at the real WTH show. Um we're also on Untapped. Um that's where we do all our beer reviews and then uh Letterboxd, which is where we do all of our movie reviews. There's only three on there right now. We have uh Let's see, we have Raiders of the Lost Ark, 21 Jump Street, and La Valentula. The and greatest then, movie ever made. Yeah, that was a funny episode. I was going back listening to it. I was cracking up. I forgot about some of those things. Because <laughs> I do quality control. I have to listen to the episodes, make sure everything went out right. And um, uh, the edit was on point. It was it was on fire, as some yeah. people as some people would say. It's like, hot like lava. Yeah. That that's some good stuff right there, dude. I like yeah. what you just said. Kapuya, kapuya. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, uh, if you if you know the answer to that uh, trivia question, you could uh, message us on Facebook, Instagram, or call us nine one six two five nine thirty thirty, or text or, us. Or you, yeah, it's also a text line too. Or you can yeah. email us at therealwthshow at gmail dot com, and we'll probably repeat all this at the end. Um, but we just want everyone to know that the game's still going. Um, don't be shy. Everybody is allowed to play, except for us, because we are the ones that messed up. No, no family members. Yeah, I think the family members figured on radio. Yeah, no immediate family members, but you know we don't have any immediate family that's near us right now. Yeah, they're all they're all distant, socially distant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm excited about our beers and cheers today, dude. Like for reals. Are you? Cause I think this is the first time I actually get to participate in a beer review. Well, technically not a beer, but 
you need to give me this. Okay. Okay. Because okay, dang it, this is this is this this is breaking. I'm breaking new ground here. This is amazing. I, 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 I see what you're, you're trying to appeal to our female audience with this one. Kind of. It's a bold <laughs> strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm really trying to get the, the, the females to come in and, you know, be like, oh my gosh, those, those guys, that, that Tommy, he, he, he really touches my soul with his uh, feminist, not feminist, feminine uh, taste. Bruise, bruise, yeah. you know. So, uh, let's get into our world famous segment. What do you say? Oh, you mean uh, beers and cheers? Oh yeah, this one's gonna explode. Yeah, I just, I just no. Oh, it didn't. Good. Yeah. All right. That's good stuff, right there, man. Yeah. So, um, we have. Like we like we said at the beginning, we went to trivia, and so I reviewed a beer, or not even a beer, from that night. It was uh, something even more special. Um, <laughs> what? Say it. Just keep going. Keep going. You're gonna make fun of me, dude. No. Um, so what I I'm gonna, I'm really excited about that. That's why I kind of took over the reins on this right now because I actually finished it. I didn't nurse it at all, and I was so proud of myself. I thought you were, I would thought you would at least said something like, "Hey man, good job." Didn't even get that. Well, you know, I mean, I I was into my second one by the time you finished it, but yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, Right now, Thin Line Brewing, they're, they're making these seltzers, which, which are fantastic. And um, which is, there's a lot of companies out there that do seltzers. I was like, what, well, White Claw, Bud Light does one. Truly um, nude. Yeah. You know, and so they had theirs and it was, uh, it's called Hard Time. And it's a mango peach, which I'm not a fan of peach at all. Uh, my wife gets the peach sparkling waters. I'm not a fang um, of them. And so I was like, and then Corey said, it, it, it kind of tastes like peach. And I tried it. Like, you know, that's actually not that bad. It's refreshing. But what they do is they, they put the seltzer in like a, what do you call it? Like a, a goblet? Is that a goblet? What is that called? Yeah. Yeah. Like a goblet. And then they put um, like rainbow sherbet in there. So it's like a float. And it was so good because it was a hot day out. Don't laugh at me, dude. <laughs> like, like, like I am loving this moment right now. You gotta let me have this. Okay. And, um, dude, it was so good because it was such a hot day and it was refreshing and I finished it all. And plus I'm a fan of like root beer floats. And so I kind of treated myself cause I, I can't really eat that sugar stuff anymore because I drink insulin, you yeah. know, yeah. Dallium. And so like, I'm like, you know, I'm going to treat myself now. And I, I, I got it. And dude, it was, it was most excellent. And granted, I don't have a whole lot of things to compare it to, but if, if I go there and they say, you want to drink, I'm gonna say, I want that again. Yeah. That, it was like delicious. And I forgot to get a picture of it, but. Oh yeah. Um, Cause it was, you didn't have time because it was just bubbling. Yeah, oh dude, that was crazy. Be, be ready for that. Yeah. Um, right. When they ladies. put the, the <laughs> thanks right when i right when they put the ice cream in it's sort of like bubbling over so i'm like here i am walking out of the brewery you know to go to our table and i'm sitting there and wilson's like hey can you hold this for a second I'm like dude i can't i can't hold anything because i have to like while i'm walking like 
get off all these bubbles that are on the uh, pop- popping out of the goblet. And it was good stuff. And what's funny is, is I noticed something. I'm sure everyone else noticed. As I'm walking out, here I am. It's like this pretty pink fluorescent looking drink. The only dude there with it. Yeah. I think I mean, there were a couple, couple ladies that had one. Maybe. 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 And then I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, okay, whatever. And you know, all the guys had their beers, but I think I truly think that the reason why we got second place was because I was drinking the hard time mango peach with yeah, rainbow sherbet. Weren't weren't completely in a clear mindset. Is that yeah, what something like that, maybe. Okay. But it was good. So we rate these out of five. Um, for me, that's a five out of five. I haven't had very many seltzers before. Uh, but what I did taste that I was like, Scott nailed it though. You know, because I know I, I think when we had them on, not the last time, but the time before that, when he came on, I think he said that he was going to try doing them. So, yeah. I think this is, his, let's see, third one that he's done now, which great job for a third one. That's yeah. like, that's, that's incredible. Like I couldn't get, a meal perfected in three tries. And I, I think it was really, really good. So for me, that's a five out of five. Um, if you want something refreshing, something like while you're barbecuing or um, just a nice hot day, I would, I would definitely get the hard time. So speaking of thin line, that's where I went for this one. Actually, I had this one last week. I think I talked about it on the show. Um, so I saved it cause it's there. Their new sour. It's called Tongue Twister. And it is pineapple orange guava. I love guava. And, yeah. This one's 6.7% and IBU of four. Oh, my Just IBUs four. were zero, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they were because it's not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, this sour is actually really, really good. And it's weird because I was thinking. A lot of sours are in like the four and a half to five percent range. Was that what Betsy Ross had, or she had the hazy? No, she had this. I I did try that as well. Yeah, it was good. And I I when I was just now drinking this, I went to look at the alcohol because I was thinking it was like a four and a half, maybe a five. And then I realized, wow, it's six point seven. So that's a that's pretty high for just a regular run of the mill sour. Yeah. Um, but the flavor in this is really good. Like the the pineapple and the orange, you can taste that. I don't know what what was the other thing? Guava. Guava. I don't know what guava tastes like because that's not something I just eat all the time. Um, but I can I can taste the the fruit flavor. It's not just straight sour. It's sour for sure. So if you if you don't like sour beers, don't try this and review it because you probably won't like it because it's definitely sour. But I like sour beers. Uh, just can't drink too many of them, but this one's pretty good. It's kind of refreshing. Um, not I, think as... th- I think sours are the only beers that I could actually drink um, with a meal. Um, Cause I don't like the regular beer, but the, the sours that you pick out are tend to be pretty good. Yeah. And this one, this is, this is a good one. I mean, I definitely push this towards like 4.75 at least. That's what you're going with. Yeah. It's a good one. And then I'm going to, I'll have another beer later on that I'm going to open up that I got today from Scott, not from Thin Line though. It's from a different company, different brewery. 
Are you going to review that one too, or are you going to wait for next time? I think I'm going to review it. Okay. I'll probably save save this one for Betsy Ross here. Um, just to piggyback on last episode, um, you said you tried that sparkling energy drink called Chirp. And oh, um, yeah, you guys yeah. brought me one uh, on Friday at Trivia. And I didn't drink it there because uh, – is that one right there? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I didn't uh, try it there because I had to um, – I, did, I wanted to save it for Monday morning because uh, it was an energy drink. And so Monday morning I woke up, I got super excited. I hopped out of bed, smile on my face. I was like, I'm going to get to try the chirp. And uh, I tried it and it is delicious. Told you. It's pretty good. Um, it is a uh, golden mango. And I felt like, uh, I mean, I had a rough Sunday night sleeping. I haven't been sleeping very well. But um, it it definitely helped me. It it wasn't it didn't hit me like a rock star did, where a rock star would, you know, make you feel like you're Give on the shakes. Cr- yeah, make you feel like you're on crack, and then all of a sudden, you're just like, um, okay, well, um, I feel like curling up in a ball and dying now because I'm so tired. I just felt like I had a good night's sleep after that, so it, it helped me definitely. Um, so thank you for that one. As far as uh, the one out of ten goes on those things. Uh, I'd say a pretty a, a good good number eight on that. It was it was good. I don't know yeah, where you like find them. those though. Where can you find those? Target. Oh, they okay. weren't at, they weren't at the one right here today. I think I actually went to Target and like where was I? Roseville, Folsom. I don't know somewhere somewhere, somewhere else. Yeah, but it was at good. Target. I might I might end up getting a few. Oh, of those. it was in Roseville. I remember. It's okay, that one off of like over by Lucille's. Oh, okay. There. Yeah. 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 I might grab a few of those just to keep, you know, in my car handy for those those days where it sucks to wake up and go to work every morning. You said you were you said you were gonna review that other one later? No, I can I can do it now. All right. Yeah, this is I got this, I got no fingernails. So you don't have that crackhead fingernail? Yeah. Here we go. This is this is exhilarating. This is like there we go. I got it. I got it. Hold on. It's like <laughs> I was gay when you punched me. What? I gotta play some while you're while you're taking up time, dude. Yeah. Okay. So this one right here is from I don't even know who it is. Oh, it's called Bear Bottle Brew Co. Co. Company. So there's this is a crowler, so it's pretty big. Um, this one is a West Coast IPA. It is called California Cashmere. Cashmere because uh, they used cashmere hops in it. And um, from the smell of it, it smells like one that I would like. It's Now, you the, said this is from Scott. Is this from Scott from Thin Line? He just gave this to you or is this? Yeah. You, yeah, yeah. There's a guy named Scott at this brewery. No, no, no. Scott went to this brewery. I think it's down. What does it say on here? Um, oh, it says San Francisco, California. So it's down the Bay Area. Is it Bear Bottle or Bear Bottom? Bear Bottle. Okay. And uh, he went there and grabbed one of these because he thought I'd like it. So, yeah, it smells It smells like grass, dirt, and love. Okay, so I would hate this. Oh, I, I tried yours at, at the trivia, and I about died. My favorite one? Yeah. The black, whatever it was. Oh, this one's a little different. It's very light. 
but it, I, it's very, it's pretty danky. So you get that, uh, smells kind of like marijuana. Um, and it, it's got a, a very earthy feel to it, but it's light. I feel like it, it's almost like drinking a, a Corona almost. It's very, it is light in color, very light in color. It's smooth too. That's not bad. That's something I would drink again. Man, so, sure. Scott, so Scott went down there and, and braved uh, the the homeless yeah. and everything in San to, Francisco, huh? He had to get some supplies, so, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Whew, that's rough down there right now. So Bear yeah. Bottle Brewing Company out of San Francisco, California, Kashmir. What do you give that bad boy right there? Um, in the IPA world, 4.25. 4.25. Cool. Those will be updated on Untapped here after the show, but you won't know that. You'll see them a week before this comes out. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so with that, uh, we're gonna do some cheers now. Uh, our cheers are kind of um, it's a little different today. Um, first, I wanted to point out um, that I'm against violence. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Well, that's on probably that. a good thing. Um, however, in certain times, it's funny to see some people get uh, what's coming to them, such as Antifa. So oh, okay. Antifa was in uh, Colorado um, this past week, and they were taking their, their wokeness and their um, progressive ways into a neighborhood at the same time there was a uh, pro-police rally going on and the pro-police protesters were like no you've come to, they actually said in the video you've come to the wrong neighborhood and so the video it shows them basically marching antifa out of the neighborhood down like this um, it's like a path or like a almost looks like a wetland park and they're like, you guys need to get out of here. This is, uh, this is not the place for you. And at some point, um, I think one of the Antifa guys maybe said something or, or got a little too mouthy. But the, uh, the headline of this says, Antifa gets wrecked in Colorado neighborhood. And it says, you guys came to the wrong city, boys and girls. And these protesters put the beat down on Antifa. And like I said, I'm against violence. However, Antifa is so violent against innocent people. Like last week in Portland, they were throwing paint on this on these like elderly ladies. You know, you're gonna get what's coming to you. And my one of my favorite things is when I see a bully get the beat down and get a taste of his own medicine. And that's what happened. And you even hear the guys say, because those the the guys that were uh, the pro the main protesters, not Antifa. They were armed. And you hear the guy says, do not unholster your guns. Don't unholster your guns. And they said, they go, they go, just punch, just punch. Like you hear, like they're saying, like, don't use your weapons, just punch. And um, one of the Antifa guys, you see him go to pull a knife and you see one of the protesters go there and just lay him out with a punch. I'm like, dude, you guys don't understand. You're going to get what's coming to you. Because like what we said last show, the silent majority, we're going to speak up. And so I applaud these guys um, for, for sticking up for their neighborhood because we're not going to end up like Portland. We're not going to end up like Seattle or Chicago. And like right now we have 
you know, the Portland mayor and we have the Chicago mayor now saying, oh, these people are criminals. They're doing this. Right. We've been telling you this for months. Yeah. And now all of a sudden it's a big deal to you. Okay. Is it because it finally came to your neighborhood? So these, these um, citizens are speaking up and I love it. I love it that they're exercising their right just as much as the Antifa, they're exercising their right to saying what they're going to say. But, you know, if you're going to get violent, oh, we're going to get violent back because you can't reason with these people. And I watched a video today. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cheers them because uh, I know these guys are probably all good dudes and they don't want to do this, but they know that they have to just stick up for their families and their neighbors and their friends. And that's what we ultimately have to do right now as as a country and as citizens is, is stick up for ourselves and not let the bully overtake us. So I'm going to cheers the fine people in uh, Colorado. I can't remember the city, um, but uh, I don't, I might've been Boulder. I'm not sure um, for sticking up for themselves and putting the hurt on Antifa. And hopefully Antifa gets the, the message to, Oh, I'm not going to go to that neighborhood ever again. Yeah. That's, that's good. Yeah. Um, I actually have a cheers today. I know it's usually only Tommy, but I have one. Uh, a couple, was it two weeks ago, three weeks ago? We talked about Toby, right? Toby, who went viral, by the way. He did. He um, did. He's famous. But uh, Toby did a very good job. He's one of El Dorado County's finest canine officers. Um, ended up finding like something, I don't know, 2,000 pounds of marijuana or something. <sighs> basically and a trailer full tra- yeah he, he found a trailer full and they were trying to hide it and everything with like pepper and some weird packaging but he still found it um but on let's see august 5th uh it says this is from placer county sheriff our special forces or special operations detectives and deputies served a search warrant at a rural property in alta for an illegal marijuana grow Alta. On the property. I used to live there. Alta. Don't say Alta. You sound like Alta. a flatlander when you say that. Alta. Whatever. Thank you. Uh, detectives found approximately 2,400 marijuana plants, an additional 400 recently harvested marijuana plants, and 200 pounds of processed marijuana. Um, the suspects who were maintaining the plants were living in tents on the property. Uh, they discovered a considerable amount of chemicals strewn throughout the property, which were used throughout the marijuana growing process. Um, it's located on a hillside, which leads directly to the North Fork of the American river. And all those chemicals are going to end up going down into the river. So it's a good thing that caught these guys. There was actually one, two, three, four, five, six different people that they arrested. And they're all um, from the Bay area. Were they? Yeah. Oh, like of Mar- Watsonville. Watsonville, Martinez. Yeah. I did. Oh, Richmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah and uh, they were arrested and charged with cultivating marijuana plants possession of marijuana for sale conspiracy cultivation of more than six marijuana plants with an environmental violation and discharge discharging waste that could affect the quality of the waters of the state yeah so if you, there's a video, a Placer County Sheriff has a video of the, on their Instagram. Yeah, and I watched it. They had helicopters. That they threw a drone up, and you could see how big of an operation this was. Yeah, and it was all in like a makeshift, or a lot of it was in like a makeshift greenhouse type thing that they made with tarps and pieces of wood. Um, yeah. Scary thing is, I used to live in Alta. Alta. And 
Yeah. Alta. Ulta is where you get your makeup, Wilson. That's um, Ulta. Whatever. <clears throat> You're ruining my vibe. <laughs> Coyotes? Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it was funny. Um, but yeah, I used to live up there and, and, and me and my friends, we would always go like on, they had like a bunch of canals because the, the water agency up there is PCWA, Placer County Water, water Agency. So all the, a lot of the, um, the, um, they have canals and open flumes that, that run along the, the hills up there. And so they're, they're really nice places to hike because the PCWA, they actually uh, maintain it. Maintain it. So you, we would just walk along the flume. And I remember like, I'm, uh, like walking up there when I was a kid and I was just like thinking, I'm like, man, it'd be cool to go down there. That looks pretty cool, you know? And I'm like, man, can you imagine like just if I still lived up there and I just wandered, just, just wandered off into the wrong property? you know, and wandered into this yeah. pot farm. Yeah. Reminds me of that movie. Um, what was the movie with Leonardo Murder DiCaprio? Mountain. The Beach. Well, that was a documentary, but The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio, where he, it was like that big marijuana grow there. And just seeing the size of that thing in Alta, I mean, Alta is a beautiful place. And, you know, and then immediately when I saw that grow, I couldn't help but think of uh, Deputy Brian Ishmael. Yeah, and like what he, it could have it could have gone bad. Mm. Just like that's all it was when Ishmael was gone was a little dispute between some marijuana growers and the landowner. Right, and I, I th- and and I think the time of the day had something to do with it because at nighttime they they didn't know who was who and whatever. But it, you know, I just think of that, and these people are dangerous. Um, like yeah, most it, of it is is a lot of the marijuana grows in California are run by the cartel. Yeah. And Hispanics, um, you know, they, they're, we were talking on a few podcasts ago about like, you know, why is it like cheaper? It's because of the labor is cheaper. And we all know that, like, I mean, this is just common knowledge that like, you know, the Hispanics, they'll, they'll do the jobs that we don't want to do working out in the farms and stuff. And those people are hard workers. Don't get me wrong. Like people down in the Valley that, that work, those guys will work, work over me any day. And then they're all good people, you know, but like a lot of these people that do this marijuana grows, they're, they're getting paid better um, and they're doing illegal stuff. And, yeah, or, yeah. or they're getting threatened by the cartel saying they're going to, you know, kill their family in Mexico or something like that. Right. So you better take care of this for us. Right. It's just brutal, man. So anytime I see one of those, uh, those grows uh, get uprooted and stuff, I, I think that's awesome because that's, it's definitely a, a big deal because we, we, as we can see that, they take their job very seriously enough to kill a deputy that it's dangerous. And, and, and that is a, just a, a situation. And it's nice to see that a neighboring agency is still being proactive and still doing that. I, I applaud the Placer County deputies, um, you know, that, that, that handled that and got that taken care of Just one more, one more grow out of this, out of that County, you know, I'm sure there's many, many more, but Hey, it looked like a pretty good one. Um, so yeah, so um, we're gonna go ahead and cheers um, today's um, nominees. So the fine dudes um, who put the beat down. Am I glitching on you? No. Okay, it sounded like I was glitching. The fine no. dudes in in Colorado for putting the beat down on Antifa, and then um, yeah. And then the Placer County deputies for getting rid of that marijuana grow. Cheers. 
Cheers to you. I feel like my thing's glitching. Like every time I'm talking, I feel like it's popping. Oh, I don't know. I can't I'll, hear it. I'll edit that out. <laughs> so, um, there's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about, um, Wilson. Oh yeah. Um, I, I wanted to check on you, make sure you're doing okay. First of all, knowing that the uh, like off the off the cuff with uh, with Tommy. Will, will, yeah, I want to check with you, see how you're doing, because uh, it was just announced that the. Uh, Oh, you know what? Be quiet. Don't even say it. <laughs> I don't think I'm you're pretty mad about it. <laughs> that the Ducks aren't going to play this year. None of the Pac-12. Yeah. What's up with that, dude? No, oh, apparently they're scared of the, the COVID. Right. Did you Which, hear what? I mean, it, that's not such a bad thing because does that not, does does that mean that all the players are playing? It doesn't count this year towards a year of playing. Right. Like I, don't, I don't know. Well, what I do know is uh, there was a couple of interviews with some of the coaches and they said uh, that this is them playing will probably be safer for them because they have access to doctors and everything. But well, my, my whole thing is they're playing football. They're going to stay in shape because they have to, you know, it's, it's super competitive now, you know? Right. Um, so they have to stay in, they're going to be in, probably the best shape they've ever been in when they're playing and that's probably going to protect them more and they're playing outside i mean yeah it's a contact sport sure there's sweat and stuff flying there's probably spit going everywhere and everything but i mean the the mortality rate for for people that age and even even getting it like most of the people that get it when they're that age it's asymptomatic right you know? So, I mean, I, I feel like it'd be healthier for them to actually, like, be outside playing than sitting inside and not doing anything. Hopefully, they'll still be practicing and stuff. Because but... at the time of this recording, right now, we currently have NBA going, MLB going, and NHL going, and NASCAR. Well, And UFC. And UFC. Well, UFC actually don't think really stopped. They did they because they, 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 they don't have one every day, but they did the UFC Island thing. The, yeah. Um. But uh, NBA, they're doing their stuff, I think, at Walt Disney World, and they're, they're in what's called the bubble. Yeah. So all the teams are there, and they're just playing. And um, as of this recording, not one case of COVID. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Um, and then MLB's playing, and this is, this is the kicker. This is what's funny, is um, there's been a couple teams that have that have actually come down with it. So I believe it was the Phillies and the Marlins were playing each other, and some of the Marlins players came down with, with the COVID. Well, they got tested positive. I got to be really specific on that, which forced them and I think the Phillies to take a week off. But the, even the players for the Marlins were like, I, I feel fine. Yeah. Like, like because I was listening to our, the podcast that – the off the cuff of Aubrey Huff and he's friends, you know, he's former baseball player and he's friends with some guys and he's, he's like talking to them. They're like, he's like, how do you feel? They go, dude, I feel fine. I feel normal. And, and that's the thing. It's like, not everyone's going to show a symptom and they're, they're shutting it. They're, they're shutting it down. Granted, it's just baseball. You know, it's not like you're shutting down like a, like an a quote unquote essential business. Um, but 
I just think it's funny that like, they're like freaking out. Oh my gosh, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I'm like, man, but NBA, which I'm, I'm pretty much done with the NBA. I'm not a fan of the NBA. I don't really have a team, but they're kind of doing it right. You know, with their bubble and MLB, they're not really doing a bubble. They're doing a region region. So like bubble certain teams that won't be playing each other, they're they're playing each other now. So you got like Giants versus the Astros, you know, yeah, which is weird because the Astros are halfway across the country, right? But yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be like West plays the West. You know, doesn't matter what league you're in, American or National. It's yeah. Supposed to be West plays the West, uh, Midwest. You know, plays their set of teams and then the east they play their set of teams right you're not you're not going to see somebody from the east like the yankees and the giants play right well you wouldn't see that anyway this was a world series or interleague game but you won't see the mets play the giants yeah yeah and 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 the thing is is the original thought was well why don't we just play in arizona where where they have multiple fields set up or florida or florida so you have your uh what do they call it the citrus league so what they call it Cactus. In the desert cactus league and the citrus league. Yeah, so it's just the two, like right? So why don't we just do that? That could have been their bubble. You yeah. know, it very well could have been their bubble. And when I heard about the Pac-12, first first thing I thought of was, was like, because I don't know the first team of football. I said, well, who's on that? So I googled it. What teams are in the Pac-12? And the first thing That's, that popped up was the Ducks. I was like, oh, Wilson. Ducks, Washington, Stanford, Cal, uh, UCLA. Who else? I think Arizona's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot, I of, it's a lot of good teams. I felt, I felt bad because I remember you specifically saying um, that you don't really watch, care too much for pro sports. Your, your sport is college football. Yeah, I love college football. And I know a those lot guys are out there to play. They're, I mean, it was not like so much the- in California anymore because, I mean, they're getting paid to play now. They can That's actually right. Money. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but you you can still tell like these these are untainted guys like un untainted from the the fame and fortune of the NFL. So they're out there because they love the sport or because they're working towards a spot in the NFL. Which I'm all for that. You're working to better yourself. You know. Which is why um, why I love the River Cats so much. These guys are playing their heart out because they want to make it. They want to yeah, go. And those, those guys are making like sixty grand a year. Yeah. I mean, and, most of them. And some, they're trying some their hardest. Some of them are not, but yeah. I mean, for a while, we had people down in, in Sacramento, like Buster Posey, you yeah. know, and then every now and then you'll, you'll, you'll get a... Gastrominsky like, was in there for a while. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's killing it Yeah, right now. You'll get some people that'll come down uh, to the AAA to rehab. Like, I think Sandoval came down, Hunter Pence came down, yeah. uh, Madison Bumgarner came down. Bumgarner. Um, uh, Matt Cain was down for a while when he got injured. And so it's really cool to see those stars like really up close, you know, in, in your hometown, but like those guys are really, really trying to, to make it to the, to the big league and, and stay up there. Cause that's where one, you get paid the money and two, dude, that's every, I mean, I don't care that's what every boy kid's you, dream. That's every kid's I mean, dream. Yeah. If you listen to that Aubrey Huff podcast mm-hmm. and you listen to him talk about going out on the field during like the world series, and thinking about like this is where my dad took me because he, oh, he dude, grew up yeah. in Texas. Yeah. And when they played the Rangers, like he used to go to that stadium when he was a kid and he would dream about like being on the field 
at the bottom of the ninth inning waiting and just like being able to celebrate with everybody saying we won the world series. Like his, it, it it's, I mean, just hearing him talk about it makes you like get goosebumps and stuff, well, you know? And I think that was on the Brian Wilson episode because I think Brian, oh, Wilson, yeah, they both talked about it. Brian yeah. Wilson lost his dad. Um, I think been between the two world series wins. I can't remember, but uh, you know, it's, hearing about that you know it's like it's that's why like i first time i've ever been on a professional baseball field was with you it was that father's day run remember we went and we ran the bases yeah. our kids ran the bases with us and i was like dude this is what it feels like i remember i was talking to your brother because he played a, a game out there and he goes um what did he say he goes uh i'm all, I'm all i remember asking him like how was it was it, how was it cool he's all you will not believe how squishy it is around home plate <laughs> i'm like what and then i remember when i was running across that base and i stepped in the batter's box i was like "Ooh, this is nice <laughs> i'm so used to like a torn up softball feels like ooh, that's yeah. why you could slide so hard into the home play and be fine yeah because it's like it's like loose dirt and stuff but i was like oh man and it's everybody's dream and i feel bad for these college kids right now um in the pac-12 because um this this is like their chance Pac like, and the big 10 right big yeah 10 and then announced they aren't playing either and and they're saying they were mad because they kept flip-flopping. We're going to play. We're not going to play. We're going to play. We're not going to play. And what is it like? They have like what, four years to play. So it's like yeah. one year less that they had to make it to the NFL. Well, so all, that's why, that's why I'm saying like, they're only allowed to play four years. Right. They and some can of the, be in college longer. And some of these college kids, play. this is their fourth year. Yeah. So, so like, I'm hoping yeah. that this doesn't count as a playing year. I think that's what everyone's questioning right now. It's like, did the did these did these fourth year players just get screwed? Yeah, out of their like chance what happened? Because there were some players last year that were like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna play one more year so that you know, NFL scouts can come and see me play so that I could get a better shot at you know, getting drafted." Right. And now they're not gonna see anyone play. So. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and and I haven't been really following sports a whole lot lately just because it's kind of, I don't know. It, like I said before, I, I listen to and watch sports to get away from the political nonsense, but I'm inundated with it still. I'm like, man, I'm just, can I escape it, please? And the only place that I, I usually listen, like I listen to something where I'm not in here and not hearing anything about, you know, you know, Trump or, Joe Biden or even the the Rona and all that is like I'll just listen to a podcast on you know conspiracies or horror podcasts or movie review podcasts or just even a audiobook I'll listen to something like that um and and you know also including my music and I'm like man it's it's like one thing just got taken out of my life and I'm just done with it you know I'm 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 tired of hearing about it I, I do have one thing since we're on the sports topic. I got a alert on my phone this morning. You know what it said? It no. Said Charlie Charlie Blackman, you know who he is, plays for the Rockies. Yeah. Is chasing history right now. How? Because right now he's batting 500. And they're like, there's only been, I think, seven people before him who have finished the season over 500. Or not over five, over four hundred, four hundred or above, and they're talking about this like it's some huge thing. I'm like, you cannot count the season. You can't it count is the season. Sixty games. Yeah, 
that there's a hundred and two more games than this in a normal season. You right. can't count this. Yeah, and they're they're talking about it like it's some big deal. They're they're saying, oh, Ted Williams and uh, I forget who else, a bunch of these players that played so long ago, and they're like, yeah, he's he's up with the likes of them. And I'm no, like, well, Ted yeah. Williams, he he was he when he hit over four hundred that season, he played one hundred and fifty games or something like that. Like that's amazing to be able yeah. to keep that batting average up. But sixty games, I mean. The Giants do wonderful for half the season normally, you know? And right now, Yashirminsky, he's hitting like, I think it's Yashirminsky. Maybe it's uh, Solano. One of them, they might both be doing it, but they're hitting over 400 right now. So they're both chasing history right now too. But, I mean, you you can't – I feel like you can't count it. They're making a big deal out of something just well, because, like, this is the only thing that's going on in sports basically, you know? Right, and at the same time, I mean – Besides the Barry Bonds thing, the media freaking hates the Giants. Um, they don't ever give them any credit for anything good anyway. That's yeah. why whenever I hear Joe Buck, who's also known as Joe Suck, and they could be like having like a like a, an awesome, you know, winning streak or or a rally happening in the um, World Series, and he'll always have something negative to say. Never anything positive. Yeah, right now the Giants, uh, unless they know. They they have some streak going on that's the longest in the MLB right now. I think it's a losing streak, so that's why I, I checked here in last place. It's, it's not losing; it's something else. Um, but yeah, most the, players I mean, who they, kneeled. No, no, no. <laughs> the, they they have a streak going on because I I caught a glimpse of it on the little uh, running ticker thing down at the bottom when I was getting my haircut the other day. It oh, was that's on TV. What's new. That's what's new about you. Yeah, I got a haircut. You look good. Um, but yeah, it, there was a little thing that said, "Oh, the Giants are doing this right now, and it's a 15-game streak, and it's the best in the MLB right now." But nobody talks about that. Yeah, did you um, did you see? Um, I don't know who they're playing, but it was the Dodgers. You know how they have the uh, cardboard cutouts? Did you see the cardboard cutout behind home plate? That was uh. Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, I did. Yeah, that was pretty funny, <laughs> dude. I saw that. I was like, "That's hilarious." I I feel like I know the person who did that, or somebody told me about that and said it was like their cousin. Bernie's their cousin? No, no, no. Their cousin is the one who paid for that cutout to be put there. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm still waiting to see the Trump one. Uh, that. The stallion and your dad were going to put out there, but God forbid San Francisco puts anything like that there. They 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 got an awesome flag. I'll have to send you a picture of it. Okay, it's pretty sweet. It's it's a Trump flag, but it's Trump's head on Chuck Norris's body. <laughs> <laughs> totally not photoshopped, right? That's what he really no, looks like. Of course. Um, and since we're still on the subject of sports, did you see uh, the the little uh, bummer that happened the other night with um? Uh, Cueto's um, no-hitter and Pence lost the, the fly ball on the lights. Oh, no. But Pence won the game for him yesterday. Yeah, so. yeah. well, he I think Pence came back later. and he's, Cueto's still got the win, but um, uh, I forget what no, batter it was. No-hitter's a big deal, and Cueto's he's, – he's getting old, you know? Yeah, and he was doing good, and um, Pence just lost it in the lights, man. And – it, it, it felt like 20 feet behind him and, and you could see the look on his face. He felt 
bad, like super, super bad. And then um, Cueto just kind of like shrugged it off, like, you know, whatever. And uh, Pence actually kind of, um, you know, made fun of himself at the very, very end. He posted like a tweet or whatever. It was him looking up and then it said like, uh, my plans. And it showed like something to the left and it said 2020 and it was like the ball behind him. So he made <laughs> fun of himself. Funny. He made some fun of himself. But I'm like, man, that's got to be like frustrating. I mean, because you took that away from that guy. Yeah. Um, and just, I mean, I still don't that, think that's, that's nearly like, like, uh, was it Blanco that oh, saved sa- that diving catch for yeah. Matt Cain's perfect game? Yeah. Oh, man. If I remember there, correctly, there was, there was like two or three of those plays in that game. Yeah. Didn't Matt Cain kind of get not mad at him, but was he like, what are you doing? Like, like, like you're going to hurt yourself. He's like, like, they're like, we want you to get this or something yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 I, I just remember that that ball should not have been caught. No, like he had he to laid out. He had to, uh, he definitely let himself, you know, he got the wind knocked out of him on that one. I must watch that play. Um, I'll watch that one and the Travis Ishikawa home run. I'll watch those plays maybe like 10 times a year, just those plays alone. Yeah. I remember just like, like, I missed the perfect game because you called me, but like the Ishikawa one I watched, I just remember screaming when that happened. Yeah. I was so pumped when that happened. Um, and then when we saw the last baseball game I went to, Ishikawa was, was right down next to us. And I really wanted him to like sign something. But I was like afraid to like ask, ask him to sign something. <laughs> That's um, like my sister, when uh, they went to FanFest, her and my brother, they went one year. And it was the year after Kane got his perfect game. And if if you haven't been to a fan fest before, I don't know if any other teams do it. I'm I'm sure they do, but the Giants they let everyone come in and like, I think it's February, right before everybody goes to spring training. You go to the stadium and there's pretty much all the players are there, and they set up booths all around the stadium, and you can just get in line and you wait and wait and wait, and once you get to the front, there's usually two people. And they'll be signing autographs and you can sit there and talk with them for like a minute or so. And then you, you head off on your way, but it's totally random. Like who you get. Cause you could stand in line. Cause you're like, Oh, Matt Cain is here. And then once you get up there, it's somebody that it's Casilla. Like <laughs> it, it's, yeah. Someone who played like four games the previous <laughs> season for him and, and is going to spring training. You know, it, it switches like every half an hour or something. They just rotate people through the booth. So the the lines don't get super long at one point and uh uh, my sister and my brother they were walking like across the concourse you know like where all the um food and stuff is and they saw matt kane walking to his next booth and um my brother he really wanted matt kane's autograph he might have talked about this on a previous show um but he really wanted his autograph, but you know, you're not supposed to bug the players when they're walking to and from my sister is like, whatever. She just starts yelling, Kane, 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 look, I have your ticket from your perfect game. Can you sign? And he turns around and looks at her and he's like, yeah. And she ran up to him. So my brother got uh, Kane's autograph on the ticket for oh, his Oh, that is game. awesome. Yeah. That's pretty I, sweet. I, I don't remember that story. I do remember when I, when I, I, first of all, uh, fan fest has been a bucket list thing for me for quite a while now. I think I've gone twice. I've, I've always had to work. 
um, and I really want to go. But um, when I, because I think most stadiums you're allowed to tour them, and I toured uh, back when it was AT and T Park. I still call it that. Um, you get to go in the broadcast booth and all that, the Tony Bennett suite, and you get to go in the locker rooms, and there's batting cages below the stadium, and you get to see how the the stadium's actually earthquake proof. Um, which fun fact in the movie 2012, uh, no San Andreas, the movie San Andreas, they talk about how when um, the rock he like lands inside AT and T Park, um, I think he like jumped out of a plane or whatever he landed there, and they go they go why are you landing there and they go and they i think they said something like this stadium is built like to withstand earthquakes and you could actually see like when you're walking down the hallway uh if you look to on the inside there's like a big gap every so many feet and there's like a big piece of rubber that and you could put your hand inside the gap it's so the whole building could shift and and, and like yeah. move just like and a it, skyscraper exactly and it, and it was so cool and uh, I remember sitting in the dugout, just sitting there, like we were talking about earlier, where we dreamt about being a kid. And I actually did it. I'm like, dude, this is probably my, one of my only chances to do this. And so uh, we were in the visitors' dugout, and I'm like, I'm gonna like walk up these stairs onto the. Uh, we weren't allowed to walk on the grass. We got to stay in the dirt. And I'm gonna act like I'm getting into the um, on deck circle. So I get up there, and I just kind of like stare out the field, ignore everyone behind me. And I'm like, and I'm going to turn left and walk down the front of the dugout. Like I'm heading towards the, the, the on deck circle. And dude, there was no one there. It was just a rush doing that. I was like, Oh my gosh, like, dude, this, this, I, I could do this. Like, like if that was my job, it'd be like, dude, I have the best job in the world. And, you know, going over to the bullpen phones and I picked it up, put it against my ear like, oh, this is just so cool. But, uh, you, you know, one thing that's cool, um, uh, whenever I talked to Betsy Ross's grandma, um, she used to live down in LA and, um, that's, that's where they were for a very long time. And actually her grandma and her, um, grandpa, he's since passed away, but they used to, um, be little league coaches on, on a little league team. And every year they'd, they'd take the kids to a Dodger game, you know, uh-huh. actually probably more than one, but she, she'd tell me the stories and stuff like that. And, um, it was funny because they go to the Dodger game and the kids would be all excited. Cause it's like a dollar ticket, you know, back then. And they do that. And then the season would be over and, um, Betsy Ross grandpa, I think I'm pretty sure that he worked for the post office. And he'd go to work after the baseball season's over and there'd be Dodgers players working at the post office with him. Cause back really? then, yeah. Cause back then you, you weren't making that much money playing. So wow. they had to get a job in the off season. So he got to work with some of the Dodgers players back then. Yeah. That's like, uh, you know, like if you're like a popular musician in Sacramento, um, there's a, I don't want to give away the name, but there's this band. I'm friends with the band. They're cool. Uh, their bass player is actually a dentist. Like and a full-on dentist? Full-on, like, like she owns the dentist. Like It's like her thing. Huh. And so I needed some work done back when I had like, uh, I had a, uh, I had a crown, like molar, and it uh, chipped, and it was had a really sharp edge to it, really sharp edge. It was cutting my tongue. 
So I was like, man, I need to get into the dentist. And I, like now, and so I called them up. I'm like, hey, I'm not sure if you remember me. We, we played a show with you guys like many like, years ago. <laughs> she's Can like, you yeah, get come. me in? She's like, yeah, come on in. So I went there and, you know, she's just like, oh, yeah. Like, you know, and she uh, grinded my tooth down. I'm like, yeah, it's so weird, you know. But, yeah, that, that'd be a trip, though, to see that, to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I saw you. Well, I heard stories like uh, in, mainly in Hollywood. Um, your sister might know more about this because uh, she lived down there. But, um where people would go to a movie and they would see the movie. And then afterwards they go, all right, we're going to go out to dinner across the street. They go to dinner. All of a sudden they see their waiter. They're like, didn't we just see you in that movie? They go, Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. That's, that's uh, JD from, from scrubs, Zach Braff. Oh, maybe he was the one that said that. Cause I think he said yeah. that on, on Dak his, Shepherd's on, podcast. Yeah. And he, he talked about it too on his podcast. He's like, yeah, yeah my, my, I, I was in this, somewhat big movie right before you got the scrubs role and um it was right next to the theater it was a oh, what do you say a vietnamese it, it was like two completely different cuisines that this restaurant was it was something weird but it was right next to the theater and he's like yeah i'd be sitting there like waiting tables and stuff and taking orders and people would look up and be like i just saw you in this movie across the street and he's like yeah thanks uh what do you want to drink yeah i mean that'd be that'd be a trip you know oh man you did a good job i think he said something like he had like a like hey you want this person's number they're over here like the you know like i mean hollywood's kind of weird because you get a lot of people like hey uh you interested in doing some acting you're like sure i'd I'd do anything they're all anything you're all oh whoa whoa (laughs) Whoa. easy now yeah you know you know you you don't want to you know i got i got do anything I got kind of a weird story. I, I don't know if you've heard about this. And I don't know if there's actual video of it or if it's just like stories that have been going around. But I heard that Bill Murray, for one, is the one that does this. And Tom Hanks, they both do this. They'll be like driving around and they'll see like a family get together, like a barbecue or like a oh, party going on. I think I know what you're talking about. And um, they'll actually walk in just show up at the party and be hanging out and stuff and there i heard one story of like bill murray walked into a garage because garage was open people were hanging out and stuff somebody walked into the garage and looked at him recognized him bill murray looks at him and goes nobody's gonna believe you and he turns around and walks away (laughs) and then the same thing i heard a story about tom hanks he he walked into someone's house and started doing the dishes in the kitchen that were there somebody walked into the kitchen and looked and like oh, you're 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 and he looks at him and goes nobody's gonna believe you and it turns just so that one person sees them and then they they leave so that person could be like i swear tom hanks or bill murray was just here and people are like no are you but, sure he did are you sure he didn't say i'm um, sorry Wilson. he would say that if he came to my party yeah like, i'm sorry yeah. um yeah i i've seen them do, i've seen tom hanks uh crash like a bridal thing in new york like a like a photo session yeah um he seems like a pretty down-to-earth dude um if he came in my garage though well you said tom hanks didn't go in the garage but i'd if he came i'd say i'd say get out of here dude you have the covid (laughs) um that's the first thing i'd say and then i touch my dishes yeah (laughs) and then as he was leave as he's leaving i'd be like you know everyone's gonna believe me yeah everyone's gonna believe (laughs) me but but no, I I 
I think I think it'd be kind of cool. You know, I, I mean, I think we, it's kind of neat meeting celebrities. I met I met quite a few because I go to those conventions all the time. Um, you know, I, I more nerd out with musicians than I do with uh, like actors because that's what I can. Oh, uh, that, that reminds me of another story. Well, it's not a story, but have you seen who is it? It's Maroon Maroon Five. Have you seen that music video they did? Forget which song it is but they show them like just showing up to like weddings in the music video. Uh-huh. And the last like big wedding thing that they, they show in the video that actually happened. Like he just showed up. Oh, okay. And they started playing and stuff and they were the band at this, this uh, wedding and the people are like, what? Fun fact. Like, um, you were in the Academy with Adam Levine. I was. Yeah, we could, we could maybe post that picture. I'll get some permissions. You know? That that I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> that dude was a lookalike. Yeah, I was, I was like, you know, you look like Adam Levine. He's old. Everyone keeps telling me that. I'm all, you do, dude. I have I have a side by side picture it's, of them. I'll I'll send it to you, and it's <laughs> it's convincing. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, I I I, I love those little stories. I, I like like what was it like? Ah oh, man, eight months ago it was right um, after um, it was definitely before COVID hit. I was at one of my stores, and I parked, and there was this black Dodge Ram right in front of me. I didn't think anything of it. Guy gets out of the car, and I go, "Oh, that's a uh, Kobe from Papa Roach." And I remember you, you ran into him like a gas station one time. Gas station in Camera Park. And then I remember I was out on tour, and I was in Bakersfield like just middle of nowhere it wasn't even bigger it was like outside of there at some random chevron filling up with gas and all of a sudden i hear my 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 singer go oh hey look it's steph from the deftones i'm like what he's like yeah it's filling up his car and so we went out there and he's just like he's like hey man how's it going they were all talking we're from sacramento too he's like, oh right on man right on yeah i'm like that's so random running into somebody like <laughs> that far away out but in the middle of nowhere yeah but like I said, like I, I geek out with, with musicians and stuff. I think actors are cool um, just because I don't know how to act. But um, musicians is where that, where I'm at. I met Willie McCovey. Um, That's he was, cool. He was cool. He's a big dude. Um, I actually still have my, my Little League baseball glove that he signed. Um, but, yeah, I think the biggest I got, person. I got to meet Linscombe. That was yeah. pretty cool. You had a ball sign about him, right? I do. It's sitting in my room. I think the biggest person I've ever made, and you know, I know that there's going to be jokes and everything that's going to come out about this. But Man, them jokers was big. Okay, I get it. I met Tommy <laughs> Lee. Okay, and you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I've heard this story. You know, it was actually I and you. You actually had a hand in one of his his shticks, um, so to speak. It, in his sticks, well, well, not a shtick, but one of the things he does or did. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was before his book came out, he was asking me about his roller coaster. Yeah, and he's like, he, he was telling me, he's like, he's all. First, we were talking about drumming and stuff. And he was asking me. Um, I was like really starstruck, and I go like, he's like, hey, Tommy, so let me ask you a question. First of all, I'm saying I think I'm like. <laughs> He just said my name. That's also his name. That's weird. But I was just like, um, he's like, so when, when you're playing your kick pedal, do you ever run into this problem? I go, yeah. He's like, how do you do that? How do you, what do you do to fix that? I've been having some issues with mine. I'm like, and you say, you, 
I have Wilson as my drum tech and he removes the stick from underneath the <laughs> this, kick pedal. Yeah, this is before I knew you. Oh, okay. um, but I was just like, uh, I'm like, well, this is kind of what I do. He's like, oh yeah, I might want to try that. I'm like, Tommy Lee just really asked me for advice. Well, that's crazy. But he's like, yeah. So um, uh, he was, he was telling me because during this time he wasn't in Motley Crue. He was on a solo thing. So he's all, yeah, I had this idea back when I was with, with, with the crew. He goes, where I would play a show. He goes, he's all, you remember me going upside down, right? I'm all, yeah. He's all, I want to do that same thing, but on a roller coaster. <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah. He's all, what do you think I should shoot? Should I have it where it's like goes out over the crowd or on the stage? Like I'm all, well, I'm all, how are you gonna go full full force like like you're like you're at disneyland he's like, i don't know i'm all because i'm all i'm all you gotta think about miking and next thing i know I, I forget i'm like talking i'm i forget i'm talking to tommy lee i'm like well oh that's you, true i never even thought about that I'm like, like you, think about, you bring the drums out yeah i'm like you think about your, where the speakers are you're gonna get some feedback you know well, that or i'm like i'm like you gotta think about like you know your your microphones and your your wiring and stuff and you know and unless you unless unless for some reason during that time you know you have um you know you had mick mars do a solo or something and then you know you have your drum tech come up and swap out all your mics to wireless mics or something and then you i totally forgot i was talking to tommy lee i feel like i, I was just like just talking to some rando and he's like, oh, okay yeah good that's a good idea yeah and then all of a sudden like 10 years down the road i'm on youtube and i'm like huh that son of a biscuit look at him doing that roller coaster and he did he did two he did two different kinds oh and yeah. then he asked me too he's all he's all do you think it'd be cool if i had my drum seat and my drums but i also picked one fan to ride the roller coaster with me i go uh yeah that would be freaking rad <laughs> and i'm all i'm all i would love to do that he's all if you're ever at a, at a concert and i pick you you're gonna ride it. i'm all yeah of course and he did that like he had one where it's like a round circle on stage and so he basically went around they had another one that went out and it curved up and down like a wave and it went out over the crowd so he's done both of them but both of them moved fairly slow um but i was like when i read that book and then i i'm like that's crazy because i remember talking to him about that you know on the yeah. on his tour bus it was everyone gives him a hard time i mean he yeah he got into some stuff but um man that, he, that's that's what I like so much about all the shows that we went to. Is Everyone was so cool. Ev yeah. E and after every single show, they were out there, you know? Yeah. They were out there signing autographs. They're out there talking to people. And yeah, I mean, yeah. It, 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 it's always cool to meet somebody that you're like, like musicians, like you were talking about. Like I, I listen to this person all the time, you know, uh -huh. and you hear them on the radio and stuff. The radio is a thing that, you know, it's in your car. Yeah, that uh, picks up waves, kids. AM and, FM, uh, AM FM, and uh, uh, it plays it through the speakers in your car. Or you know, there's some that are at your house that you yeah. can do that too. Um, but yeah, you you listen to them on the radio, and you're like, man, I'm I'm actually talking to this person, you know. And then it was it, so it was more weird for me when like back when I was I don't know. 12 13 something like that uh in oregon and some of the people that i knew then 10 years later they're in a band that's touring the world 
And then I see them like here in Sacramento. Were, were you with me that I time? I was with was you. It? And I remember you said, oh, I know that guy. I'm like, no, you don't. And then we are in line and you're all, hey, he's like, oh, I remember you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so weird. Cause I was, I was thinking back and like, like Cutlass, yeah. like the, one of the guitar players from Cutlass. I'm like, I've, I've known this guy for probably since like 1995. Well, and know? it was also the guitars from Disciple, right? Yeah. And yeah, both, both of them, actually the guitars from the Disciple, I knew pretty well. Like I hung out with him quite a bit when I lived in Oregon. He's the one that did and all the backflips on stage. Backflips on stage. Dude, that that kid was he was i think he was my sister's age so he was a couple of years younger than me but on rollerblades back in the day like he was winning uh like it wasn't x game stuff but it was like local uh what do you call them just just local things where he'd go and rollerblade and stuff and yeah. like grind and do half pipe and stuff like that he would win stuff like that and then i go and like he'd be playing guitar and stuff and he was an amazing guitarist too. Um, yeah. He was, that, that's back when I really was really into disciple and I remember we saw them live and their stage show was just crazy good. So much yeah. energy. Yeah. I loved it. That, that guy, he's, he's a good guy. Um, if you ever need any, I think he's, he's doing like a studio type thing now in Nashville. He, he left the band because he got married to think, right? He did to a, a singer. I yeah, Jewel, right? Or Ju- starts with a J. Not not the Jewel, but I think her name is like Jewel something. But Juju B. No, it's I'm pretty sure it's Jewel. That was close. Um, but yeah, she's a she's big in the Christian world of music. But I think the worst thing though is, especially when it comes to like you know, um, you know, any sort of person who's in any sort of like fame based, whether it be in a um, an actor, musician, athlete is when you look up to this person and you meet them and they're just not who you thought they'd be. And I, I've seen some videos before of like, this, this, this is one of this kid. I don't know what football player it was, but he's like, Hey man, could you sign this? Can you sign this? And then the dude just walks right by and goes, you're wearing the wrong shirt. I'm oh. like, Oh, so he's not a fan of you. I mean, yeah, I'm not a Dodgers fan. Okay, I would I would take a Kershaw. Autograph. I would definitely I would I would take a Kershaw photo. I, I would take a Kershaw autograph. I'd be like, dude, hey, Clayton, could you sign my shirt? It is. I'm a fan of the in for of the sport. Exactly. It's it's yes. I don't like the Dodgers just because they're the enemies of the Giants. You know, there's right. that rivalry, but I can respect a player. Kurt, well, Kershaw is an amazing pitcher. He's he's gonna end up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, we could even. I mean, I don't like Bryce Harper. I would take a Harper autograph. I'd be like, you too. It's freaking Bryce Harper. Okay, that's cool. You know, yeah. he's a he's a big time player. And then on that same note, if I'm in the World Series, the Super Bowl, and I win, and my president, who I did not, the person who I did not vote for, is in office, I would still go to the White House. Yeah. And I loved how Aubrey Huff explained that in his podcast. Can you explain that? So he he talked about uh, I forget who was who was president back. It was Obama, right back then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Obama. So Obama was the president then. Aubrey Huff, if you do not know him, he is a staunch conservative. 
I mean, big he's big time. Yeah, big time. I mean, if if you haven't heard about him, you you've probably seen something that had to do with him, uh, having to do with something political. But he was not a Barack Obama support. He didn't vote for him. Um, but it was the president, and they got invited to the White House because they won the World Series, which happens with every championship game in any sport. So they went, and he's like, yeah, I, I didn't vote for the guy. I got to meet him. He, he was a nice guy, but, you know, I don't agree with a lot of stuff that he had to, had to say throughout his presidency, but the, it was all about the experience for me. Like, how many people can say, I got to go to the White House. Yeah, there's tours of the White House, but he's like, we got to go to like special places yeah, that he goes, we got are to not go, on the tour. Yeah, he's like, we're in places that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, he's like, this is a once in a lifetime experience and I'm not going to miss it just because I didn't vote for the person, you know? Right. And that's the way I feel about like, I mean, even even with like, you know, actors, you know, like like we were talking, like I'm, I'm not a... Um, you know, like a Matt Damon fan or a Tom Cruise fan just because they're weird people. But they're great actors. They're good at what they do, you know. And so, like, last night we watched a Matt Damon movie, The Martian, and it was a fantastic movie. I just think your politics suck. That, that's and, the same way I feel about Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. He's he, an amazing actor. Yeah, he's just, his politics suck. And I, I can look past that. And I could agree to disagree. And, and I was go ahead. sorry. I was I was talking about this with Betsy Ross today. Like I'm totally open to sitting down and like talking with someone that doesn't agree with the things that I agree with, you know? I'm totally open to that and like having a discussion, a real discussion with somebody about something. And I feel like that's that's the difference between like maybe America fifteen even 10 years ago to now it's like you have to be on one side or the other. And now it's, it's changed to, if you don't agree with this thing that I agree with, I can't talk to you. I can't be friends with you, that type of thing. And I know you've dealt with that personally too. Right. I've lost, uh, lost some pretty good friends this year. Um, ma mainly not because of my politics. I'm, people know, um, I mean, without me having to say where I, where I lie on the political spectrum. Um, but mainly where I lie with, um, police. Um, I have a lot of friends, like I have a lot of family members too, that were on the wrong side of the law. And I've told them flat out. I said like, you know, I, 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 I don't really agree with your lifestyle and they always try friending my Facebook and I decline it. Um, that's just who I, I, I keep, good people around me because you do become who you, who you surround yourself with. And, you know, I remember, uh, I went to a wedding and this is back when I worked for Loomis. And if people don't know who at Loomis is, it's an armored truck company. You carry a gun at work and you work with money. And some people automatically think that just cause you carry a gun at work, you're a cop, which is not true, not in the slightest. And so I get to the wedding and uh, someone says, Oh, so-and-so says you're a cop now. And I go, what, what like that? And I literally see like family members walk away from me. I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, you know, I, I see w which way you're living your current life and 
you know, it, it, it's sad, you know, because people don't see, you know, eye to eye. Just cause, let's just hypothetically say, yeah, what if I was, you know, and you're on the wrong side of the law? Maybe you could reach out to me and I can maybe help get you on the right track, you know, or, yeah. I, or maybe I could understand what your problem is and I could help you. And then, or, or, you know, I could help better understand what you're going through. And then just like with, with my liberal friends, um, you know, like, let me know where you're coming, where you're coming from with this. But when I have friends who openly, openly on my Facebook call for like, not just like, oh, quote unquote, defund the police, but like basically say, uh, attack the police. I'm done with you. I am beyond done with you. Because like I said, I don't like violence. Um, no, nobody should have someone out to get them. Right. And, you know, that's where I draw the line. And, and it's pretty sad, you know, where I've, you know, I, I, I've had to, you know, lose friends like that, but, but the, I think it takes a more mature person to be able to give up those friendships and stay in toxic relationships, you know, because every, every, any time, you know, I even told this person, I said, dude, I'm all, I say one thing that I'm pro police and, and when I say pro-police, I'm not serious saying pro-all police. There's some bad cops out there that deserve to get taken out. Not taken out like, you know, killed, but like, you know, justice. And I said, but I am pro-law enforcement. And I said, and I say that and you freak out. Yet you just, on your, your apparently you live a, such a miserable life where all you ever post is anti-Christianity, anti-Trump. You're at anti-Trump rallies flipping off like different things. And I'm like, but I post one thing and you, and I'm all, mind you, I never comment on his stuff. I go, but you comment on mine. I go, I, I don't, I'm not gonna lose any sleep over this, man. I'm really not. And it's just a, we can't have conversations anymore, man. And, and that's, I think that's what's bad. And everything has to be politicized. And I'm going to end with this. Um, the other day, my wife and I we were at Winco and it just, it just, it bothered me a little bit. And we we're going to buy me some, uh, I was looking for some lunch meat so I can make myself some sandwiches for work. And as we know, there's, when you're at like a Winco or a big grocery store, there's a ton of options. So this, this elderly guy comes up to a super nice guy and he goes, he goes, man, so many choices. Huh? You know how like sometimes older people, they just like to just talk, you know, I think it's a good, I think it's, I think it's kind of awesome that they can just talk to anybody. Because I think too many people can't talk to people these days. They're so used to talking on their phone where they can't actually use their own words. And I'm like, oh, yeah, man, you know, it's uh, a lot of too many choices if you ask me. And he goes, man, let me tell you something, you know. And he started going on this long story, dropping people's names. So I had no idea who they were. He's like, yeah, I was talking to my buddy. He's from Russia. And he said, like, Russian grocery stores, you know, they only have, like, two of every item. So basically you only just, you have the one, you, you don't have 15 choices. You only have two. Well, oh, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah. Well, he goes, you really don't know how good we have it. Right. I go, yeah, that's true. He goes, well, we'll get that back. Once that idiot in the, in the white house is out of the office. Am I right? And I go, okay. I'm like, dude, we just had an awesome connection, an awesome conversation. And you had to turn it political. Why? Why? And how does how does grocery store choices? I don't have to know do with politics. I don't know, but I'm like, why do you have to interject politics into anything? Like, like literally, we were having a good connection. You could have said, "Hey, I met this cute couple at Winco. They're so friendly," you know. And then 
this guy had to go off and say, you know, spout something about Trump. Mike, I'm not going to advocate for him and fight for him, you know, like in the middle of a grocery store, but I'm like, dude, like you could have come to me and said the same thing. Like, yeah. Cause you know, Obama screwed that one up. Right. I mean, like, again, why politics? Like, yeah. dude, why can't we just have a normal conversation about just whatever and not have to interject it? You know, I'm like, yeah. the, the, and, and hence the reason why this is a breakout episode. Cause the other episodes we're, we're trying, we pretty much stay steer clear from that. I think we're doing a pretty good job on that. Yeah. You know, but like something like this, I'm like, man, like, like I could have been your, like, like a really good friend of yours, you know, like, like we could have had a connection, but like, if that's how you are in your normal life and you're constantly interjecting politics, dude, people are burnt, burnt out, man. People don't want to talk about it. People are yeah. just over it. You know, I mean, in, in my discussion with my wife today, we were talking about the fact that, uh, like, like I said, I'm, I'm open to talking to stuff with anyone you know i it, it doesn't matter to me what you believe like it, it'd be cool to get another side of the story you know right. it, it could affect something that i think about and it could make me look into something deeper but the problem is people are going straight off of like headlines right now and and they take that as the truth and then like the whole thing with black lives matter yes they do they they definitely do matter right the problem is now if you say something like all lives matter um people people look at that and say oh now you're you're not agreeing with me you're you're pandering to everyone so i can't talk to you that type of thing and it's it's like if if you it 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 just bugs me that people don't like look into stuff that they are such staunch supporters on right now i think the problem with that they, they glaze over it and then they they say this is this is it because i i looked into this but they really only had read the headlines you know right. they don't look into it and like fact check stuff you know like it, it it bugs me that i don't know people don't try and educate themselves as much as they should i think the problem is is when it, when it comes to like black lives matter and then someone says all lives matter is when people say black lives matter then all of a sudden someone comes out and says all lives matter it is taken away from that um you know race right so we've all heard the thing like well if this person's house is on fire and yours isn't and firefighters are putting at that house and you're gonna say well what about my house my house matters too right it's kind of i, I get it it's kind of far-fetched but I think the reason why a lot of people are saying all lives matter is because the organization black lives matter is not a good organization. That's that's what I'm trying to get. At. I mean, if, if it, they could change their slogan to, I don't know what it'd be um, black lives forever, black lives um, rejoice or something like that. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything to, off the top of my head. I, I would march with you for that. But when you have that stamp and that same exact slogan that's tied to that terrorist organization, uh, I'm not down for that. Yeah. That's like, um, you know, let's just say Antifa was an acronym for something. You know, all of a sudden you're calling yourselves Antifa. You know, I'm not going to march. I got to steer clear from that because of what it represents. If we could come up with something else, that great example, the, the, was it the Westboro Baptist Church? Um, no, I'm a Christian God loving dude, but those people 
are whack. I want nothing to do with them. So I, I, I make it known. Like, no, I, I don't agree with those people. And you, and you steer clear from them. And you, and you make it known. But people aren't doing that. And that, I think that's the problem is people are like, oh, well, those, those people are Westboro uh, Baptist Church. Those are Christians. Also, oh, all Christians are like that. All Christians are homophobes. All Christians think all gays must die. I'm like, whoa, nope, not all. No. I'm like, I'm like, no. like I, I don't, you know, I pray for those people, man. Like, like, like you know, I, I, I pray for them. You know, I, out my route, there's, there's, I'm, I'm friends with plenty of gay people. Plenty of transgender people. I, I treat them exactly the same way I treat you and anybody else, just with utmost respect and joke around like that, like everything. Do I agree in their lifestyle? No. But you know what? Do they agree in mine? No. Does everyone have to be a Christian? No. Does everyone have to listen to the same music as me? No, not that either. We could all be different and be fine. Um, but at some point, like, you know, when people like do that blanket statement, all cops are bad. All Christians are homophobes, you know, all this stuff. And, you know, then you even have some people on the, you know, like the race people, like all black people are criminals. I'm like, dude, no, they're not. No, they are not. It's no. proven they're not. And, and that's what I hate. I hate those blanket statements of everyone. I'm like, man. And, but when it comes to like these slogans and stuff and these um, catchphrases, like black lives matter, um, we got to be very careful with that because um, if, if someone who's not, hip on you can go to the black lives matter website it tells you their mission statement there that basically says they're marxist and they're here to disrupt the nuclear family and all that stuff and you know if if, if if someone who isn't hip to what that organization is and then they say black lives matter and you call them out on that yeah they're going to think you're racist because they don't know about that organization and that's what's sad we just gotta let people know like hey we stand with you just not that organization. So that's up to you to find a way to separate yourself from that organization and you'll be fine. We got your back, but you got to separate yourself from that because that organization is not good. You know, that's like if someone says like, kind of to me said, Hey man, I'd really like to go to your church and stuff. But I'm really like questioning Christianity because it's Westboro Baptist church. I'm like, Whoa, bam, right now. Uh, we do not believe like them. And here's why we just lay it all out. They go, Oh, okay. So that's just a one-off thing. Well, yeah, that's just them, man. I'm all, they're, they're whack. They're doing their own little thing. We're doing our thing over here. This is how we roll. You know, this is what we do. And then that way you're like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Now no one ever told me that. But the thing is, what do most people listen to the media and the media is never going to say that. Yeah. It's, it's one way or the other. I mean, it's not just like left is, always pushing like rights, always pushing their agenda too. And they'll, they'll sway right. things to their bias. I mean, it's, it's on both sides. Like, yeah, it's it, not, yeah, it's, and it's, I listen, <clears throat> what was I listening to? Oh, I was, I was listening to uh, astonishing legends and they were talking about, I got you hooked on that. Didn't I? Yeah. Uh, they were talking about um, Henry Plummer. Have you listened to those episodes? There's a lot of episodes I have not listened to yet. This is the one titled The Sheriff and the Outlaw, Henry Plummer. I'll probably listen to it. Yeah, this is a good one because it actually hits close to home. As this guy was uh, worked as law enforcement in Nevada City for quite a oh, while. up in Grass yeah. Valley area. Yep, and then he went to San Quentin and was a prisoner there. And then he came back to Nevada City and became a lawman again. And I mean, it it just... Yeah, it's it's a crazy story. You should listen to that one. Um, but I mean, it's 
I don't. I, this this kind of it. I feel like at this point we're we're kind of beating a dead horse. Like you know, right. it, it's it's like I want so bad to like sit down and just talk with somebody about stuff, but I I I know in this day and age it's hard to find somebody who is that same way. Right, and and it, it's also hard because like you know things get heated, and when things get heated, um, no one wants to have that conversation, and yeah. so like like me and my friend like i could have a conversation what's funny is i could have a conversation with them in person and be fine we've oh had, i remember what i was gonna say we've had conversations like that but oh. like with um but online it's like everyone everyone becomes a keyboard warrior and they're online and it's like they i feel like everyone has balls online but when they have when they're in person they're like oh no man i know what you mean i know what you mean I'm like man yeah. this is, if we just sit down and talk we i think we'd understand people better but you're gonna say something yeah, I I remembered uh, the Astonishing Legends podcast, the one that I was listening to. They had a guy who, um, I forget where he's from, but he bought a second home in Montana, which is where this Henry Plummer guy ended up. Was He became the sheriff in a town in Montana. Um, but he talked about the fact that he was into the news and journalism. Like he was a... I think he was like a CNN special reporter, like expert on something. He covered a lot of like uh, George Bush, the election that year back in like the 90s and a bunch of stuff. And then he said he realized at the end of it all that he hated the news. Like that was something that he did not like because of what we're talking about. It's, it pushes towards one side or the other. It doesn't try and take in the other side at all. It doesn't try and take in all the facts. It pushes towards their agenda. Right. And, and that's, he's like, that's why, that's why I left it. And you'll have your CNN agenda, Fox news, their agenda. They're really, I remember when Fox news was their slogan was fair and balanced. Um, that's why um, I really listened to, I listened to this one radio show and, they say both sides of it. The, both the hosts, they're not Republican or Democrat. They're independent and or libertarian. And, and, and they're just like, um, this is why this is good. This is why this is good. This is why this is bad. And this is why this is bad. You know, and, and they, they kind of pick the good and the bad and they say, they're not pushing one thing or another. And, you know, I personally put like 95% of the blame of, everything that's happening right now in America on the media. And unfortunately we have the, you know, the freedom of speech, freedom of press and stuff. There's really nothing we can do about it. Right. But like, it, it's truly turned into like a, like a propaganda thing where, you know, especially now when we look into, um, I mean, we'll, we'll, we, we, we had it on the docket today to talk about uh, like one conspiracy theory, but we're running out of time. So we'll say that for another time. But, you know, we have these things called, um, well, those things called uh, true fakes or whatever, or deep fakes. You know, where you could like superimpose someone's face on it and then I'm, I'm seeing something that looked real. And all it takes is just someone just put like a deep fake out there of some major celebrity or politician saying, dropping the N-bomb. And then, and then they're like, oh, he really said this. Or what if that person really did do that? And he could say, oh, no, that was just a deep fake. It's like, dude, we, we've opened up Pandora's box here, man. Like, like yeah. we, we, this technology is too crazy now. And 
you know, and, and it's all media based. And that's why whenever I go online on, on Facebook, I'm usually going on there just to see what my closest friends are doing. Oh, their kids are growing up and I'll just get off of it. You know, I'm like, cause I don't need to see what this person's view on this is right now, you know, or whatever. Um, and I'll also check out, you know, thin lines, new beers that are coming out or, and their little posts that they do. Good so. plan. Hey, speaking of that, I, I think I told you, I think you did not leave before I told you this, but they actually named a beer after the podcast. Did I tell you this? Uh, I believe, yeah, you did. You, you, you actually sent a, uh, a picture, I think. And this is the only thing I have to say about it. And this is weak sauce right here, but it's the best I could do right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a better, better sound effect. Um, yeah. or no, you know, I could use, I could use this one. This one will work right here. It's a kapoya, kapoya. Yeah. <laughs> no, there I saw go. that, you know, my eyes got a little misty eye when I saw that. Yeah, that that was that was a nice little nod to us. Their their next uh hazy IPA that is coming out is um named after us and you will see it on their website. And if you go there, you could buy some. Should be coming out on tap within probably the next couple of days, I think. But it's called uh Whiskey Tango Hotel. W T H. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Have you um, had it yet? I have. Yeah. I had some uh when we were there on Friday. Little little taster before it went on tap, you know, that type of thing. And then he gave me a couple cans of it. So yep. It's that pretty will good. make you get the wood. <laughs> you heard it here for first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, virtual Wilson. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no, that, I mean, I'm excited about that. That's pretty cool. Um, I'd actually almost, I kind of want to buy a can of it and like not open it. Like, like, like I have my Iron Maiden one up, up above my bookshelf. Yeah. Just, just to say like, hey man, we had a beer named after us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, so, but yeah, that's it's cool. a big deal. Yeah. So anyways, like I said, we had some other stuff lined up today, but we'll say that for another time. Cause we're running out maybe, of time. Maybe next episode, you know. What? Oh, we'll oh, do... the the beer. Not the beer. The cons- conspiracy. Oh yeah, I, I had I to. had I had my my Wilson size paper drawn up of uh, <laughs> of notes for just one of the little conspiracy theories that I just listened to the other day. I just thought was just amazing, and apparently, my daughter knows a lot about it. Oh wow! And, you and might I, have to have a guest appearance. Yeah, I I was talking to her tonight. She goes, I mentioned something briefly. I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna talk about conspiracy theories. And she goes, Can I be on? Can I be on? I'm like, You don't know about this thing I'm gonna talk about. And uh, and I said, Do you know anything about this? And she goes, Yeah, there's this, 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 this. And well, huh? Wow. We might have to have you on actually. Yeah, yeah. And, and she gave she went in pretty good detail. I'm all. I'm all who does it have to? Who does it tie in with? She goes. Who doesn't it tie in with? The Freemasons, <laughs> the Illuminati. I mean, who else? I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, kid. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you'll you'll come on. Okay. So, but again, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we love doing this. This is fun. This is kind of our the one time a week where Wilson and I get together and just talk about everything. Every, yeah, whatever we feel like. You know, and I think that we, you know we were due for a breakout and then the breakouts take a break for a while. 
Then we get yeah. back on the fun stuff. Then we go to a breakout and vent. And then we get back on some fun stuff. Yeah. But Wilson and I talked beforehand. We got some good stuff planned uh, coming up. Um, the three of us, well, three of us, because we have a guest. Yeah. Um, we're doing some heavy duty research for you guys um, coming up. I don't know in how many weeks, but we're going to have a whopper of a show. Um, that's going to get you thinking. It's going to blow your mind. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Um, so we're going to be doing some research and then we're going to bring you a, an awesome show about one of the, probably one of the uh, bigger conspiracies that, that but a lot not of people all people don't know about it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people right now don't know about it cause it happened so long ago. Yeah. So I'm um, really excited for that. Cause it's definitely gonna be a change of pace for us. And also in uh, uncharted territory, because, uh, you know, we're not a conspiracy podcast. And, no. And it's just something that's cool. Yeah, I just think it's pretty neat. Um, but, yeah, so like we said at the beginning of the show, um, check us out on, um, you know, our, all of our socials and everything, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Untapped, um, Letterboxd. Um, we also want to thank MSR Arms. Yep. Um, for being our sponsor ryan is a cool dude um and just just to throw us back out here again um man i can't stress enough man get get your gun built <laughs> hey uh, and i have confirmation that some listeners have actually used our uh coupon code that's exciting yeah he he called me the other day to tell me hey in the last like Two weeks, five people have used it. So, oh, you know, what? we we should we should wish we could find those people and give them some stickers. Well, they already probably someone, got MSR. Someone stickers. he he told me where someone was from, and I was like, I have no idea who that person is. Well, good for them. Like in Washington or something. Do you know anyone in Washington? Um, my brother-in-law lives up there. But Maybe. what's his name? Josh. Nope. Hmm. Yeah, that's why he told me one of the names, and I was like, I have no idea who that feel person really is. Bad but that's I awesome. Feel really bad if the person who I know lives up there, and they're actually my friend. They go, "You don't know that I actually lived up here." <laughs> um, it's late, guys. It's like three in the morning right now, right? Three in the morning. Yeah, yeah we're recording this at yeah. three in the morning. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check him out. You know, because you know, with I mean, not want to be one to scare anybody, but man no matter what's going to happen in November, stuff's going to go down. There's been some recent laws or executive orders signed into action that are garbage, at least in California. Yep. Um, So you need to uh, look into those, Uh, check out uh, daily shooter. He does a good job of covering pretty much everything. California gun related. Um, And, and then the new, the newly appointed, vice president nominee is already she's already flat out said that she wants to take away guns and yeah. i'm telling you guys you know with what's going on now in our in our country you don't want to be one of those people that's like wow i have no way to protect myself when you literally have people banging on your door you want to protect yeah. your family yeah so and then again man thin line they were amazing last friday at, at trivia I won't be able to make it this Friday, but I'm telling you guys, go. It's a lot of fun. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Food was good. Uh, 
you know, Scott and Corey, they, they came around to every table. They chatted with everybody. Uh, Scott was a good host. You know, it, it, you're just surrounded by a bunch of good people. And like, it's really nice to be in that environment and hearing everybody laugh and just have a good time. And cause that's very rare these days. And, you know, try, try a different beer. Or if you don't know what to try, um, send us an email, send us a call, send us a text uh 916-259-3030 email us at the real wth show at gmail.com just say hey what do you suggest and i'll probably you know say let me ask wilson you know because the only thing i would suggest is you know the uh the hard time that i the tommy girl float which they can make for you they could if you say the tommy girl Corey, know what you're talking about it's not called the tommy girl it's called something else it's not but Um, she'll know but she'll know um but yeah you know it's uh it's gonna be a good uh show i'm i can't, I can't stop thinking about that that conspiracy show we're gonna do it's gonna be fun i know it's gonna be fun i think my brain's gonna hurt after it probably does our guest have a good speaking voice yeah or is he yeah. gonna be like is he gonna be like, hi guys I'm i so. mean he, no he's not like that he's he's probably not an aubrey huff for sure Ooh, dude that guy has a luscious voice like, like serious like the He's perfect like, radio voice what's going on everybody this is aubrey huff from the uh former san francisco giants and uh i'm here to blow your mind yeah i'm like i could fall but asleep listening to you he's good he's he's got like an uh alan picoy voice who isn't that his name oh okay i call him alan coy you said picoy well, like that's a, what I see on Instagram. So, oh yeah, good old Alan, love that guy. Yeah, he uh, what was uh, he he called me a couple of weeks ago or messaged me. He's like, hey, we're going. When are we going to Thin Line? I'm like, oh, dude, I get off work so late, you know. And I felt bad because he was like fully on wanting to go. And on Friday, I think he gets off work earlier than me. I'm like, oh, man, it's like finally it was on a weekend that you couldn't go. So oh. I was like, oh man, I really wanted to go. So Alan, I'm sorry. Cause he actually texts me. He goes, he goes, Hey man, I heard you guys drop my name the other day. I'm like, ha, you still listen, huh? Nice. <laughs> I drop his name every time I do the edit. So yeah, you can tell who does the edit. Cause you yeah. do Devin Galley at the end and I do um, KO. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're partial. We're going to get some, me and uh, Brandon KO have been talking about recording some new stuff for the outro. He's since um, we started this podcast, he's bought in 12 guitars and I'm not even joking. Oh my Lanta. Yeah. And I'm like, why? He's like, well, this one sounds like this. I go, okay. And what's the other one? sound? he goes like this. I'm all sounds the same. He's all, <laughs> yeah, but this one has, this one has like a Floyd Rose Wawa on it or, or, or whammy bar. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a drummer, dude. I don't know. <laughs> so, whatever. Keep your whammies to yourself. Yeah. So, Anyways, guys, thanks for listening. Um, you know, we love you guys. Be safe. And uh, until then, laters on the Min J. I will talk to you then, or I will talk to you another time. Jobin. Oh, where's it at? Stop it. Hold on, I gotta get the real one. Hold Stop on. it. Is this over here? Stop it. Stop it. Nice. There it is. All right, bye. <laughs>